to whom shall we go? You alone have the words of eternal life. God, we're here for you. We're here because of you. We're here through you. God, we praise you in this worship service. We lift your name up. We sing a hallelujah to you because you're that great defender. You're the one who stood there in the gap. You're our rock. You're my refuge. You're my redeemer. You're my high tower. You're my hiding place. You're that place that I go to when I need help. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The Bible says, fear not, neither be dismayed, for I am your God. I will be with you. I will help you. I will strengthen you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That's a word for somebody here today. We're to fear not because God's with us. My God is with me. Greater are you in us than he that is in the world. What can possibly separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus? God, we boldly, unapologetically, unashamedly declare our allegiance to you today. You're that great defender. You're the one that we sing of. You're the one we follow. You're the one that we live for. You're the one that our identity is in. God, we worship you here today. We are so grateful to you. Our hearts are warmed. Our hearts are filled because of your presence and your power in each of our lives. Thank you for being in this place. We give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. Please be seated. Please be seated. Isaiah chapter 26, if you have your Bibles. Isaiah chapter 26. Verse 3. Where God through the prophet Isaiah says, You keep him in perfect peace. God does, keeps him or her in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, fixed, focused on you, because he trusts in you. I wanted to title this message, I hate to spoil it to you. Maybe you uh, have someone like that in your life every time y'all get together. We got those in, in our family. Sometimes I may be the one. Um, whether you're getting together to watch a movie or, or catch a game, there's always bound to be somebody who, who already saw it, unfortunately, sadly. But they're still with us. And that's fine and everything as long as they just keep their mouth shut. That's, that's all I'm asking for because I want to enjoy this thing from beginning to end. Our theme for today, we've had a chance to look at different themes as it relates to this Advent month. We started out this month looking at hope, what that means for us in terms of Christmas. And then we went on. Um, we went on to, to look at God preparing His people and preparing us uh, for His one day soon entrance into this world and how even now, even though we live on this side of the cross, Life is still, for the believer, about preparation because we believe that Jesus didn't just come once. 
he's coming again. And so there wasn't just a first advent. If we're biblical, we believe in a second advent. And so just like God's people long ago had to await the soon coming Messiah who would eventually be born of a virgin woman as a baby, where the angel said, glory to God in the highest and peace on earth, goodwill to all men. So we as believers today have to await Jesus' second and soon return. And so today, we're going to look at peace as a theme, as it relates to, to, to Christmas. And you know, peace is, is something that escapes a lot of people, maybe yourself. I know that's true of me at different times. I'd like to say I'm enjoying it every single day of the week, every week of the month, every month of the year, but I'd be lying to you. And peace is something that escapes us, not because God isn't holding out and true to his promises, but a lot having to do with what's going on in my own life, in my own heart, as it relates to my relationship with God. When we look around us in the world, we see peace being presented to us and offered to us in different ways. If you, if you get this job, if you land this promotion, if you could score with her or with him, if you could make this amount of money, if you could find yourself in this sort of situation in your life, you're bound to obtain peace. And so a lot of times we, we associate peace and we attach peace to things here on this earth rather than where God would want us to associate peace with. And we may have it, we may obtain it for a short while, but that's exactly the problem, isn't it? It's just a short while. Before long, there it goes. It escapes us. But that's not what God ever designed or expected for us from the very beginning. Before Adam and Eve ever fell, before they ever went in their own way, they knew of the peace that I'm wanting to talk about. But sadly, as a result of that sin and that rebellion, that peace was forfeited. And therefore, ever since then, up till this very day, People have been trying to obtain and achieve this peace in every sort of way other than the way that God himself has designed. We even see it right there in the garden. As soon as they lost God's peace, they went about seeking to obtain it in their own way. With what? Fig leaves. Exactly. Fig leaves. And God looked at them and said, are you kidding me? You look like a fool. And Adam and Eve sought to make their own way to calm their conscience, but it didn't work. It didn't work. God himself had to take an animal and sacrifice that animal in order to take the skin from that animal and properly clothe them so, they, so that they might know something of God's peace and not the peace that they obtained themselves. You see, what we're told here in this text is something very interesting. We're told that God is the one who keeps us in perfect peace. I don't keep myself in perfect peace. I've tried. Some of us got white noise we go to sleep with, and that's fine. I, I use some, some white noise, but if we're honest, for some people's reasons, it, it has to do with the fact that once our day slows down as much as it does like that, all of a sudden, all these thoughts that we've done a pretty good job escaping and avoiding, come right to the surface. 
Now how can I sleep with all these thoughts? When I was working 14, 16, 18, 20 hours, I was good. When I was constantly around people, I was good. When I had my social media feed in front of me, I was fine. But as soon as I'm left with my own thoughts, I don't know what to do. Everything just starts rushing to the fore. And so for some people, they'll, they'll go to a bottle to sort of numb the pain so that they can experience some semblance of peace. But what's the problem with that? At some point, you're going to have to sober up. And there, the thoughts and all of the feelings that associate those thoughts come right to the surface. For others, they're like, I know what I'll do. I just won't stay in this house. I'll make sure to always be around people. That way I could drown out all these voices and these thoughts. As long as I'm always around people, I'll never eat by myself. I'll never watch a movie by myself. I'll never play a sport by myself. I'll never do anything by myself. I'll just always be around people. But what do you do? when that doesn't work. And so we see all around us, and we ourselves with our own story, we could bear witness to this, that we're, we're experiencing this conflict either internally or externally. When God all the while desired for us not only to have peace, but to continue to have peace. Notice it says there in the text, which is important, that God is the one who keeps us in perfect peace. When it's God... When it's his peace, it's perfect. When it's his peace, it's the real deal. It's amazing that when I allow God in to my troubles and my challenges and my anxiety and my worry and all of my questions, I don't need to resort to the bottle. I don't need to spend endless hours on social media. I don't need to resort to all sorts of stuff that end up only harming me as a result of giving my time or my energy to them. God's peace is a perfect peace, no strings attached. It's a peace with no side effects. You don't have to turn the bottle around and read a whole list of, now we just want to make sure that when you take this, these might be the accompanying side effects. Just saying. Yes, this medicine is the right medicine. It's what you need, but I'm just saying. See, with God, when you take him, when you have him, you don't have to turn it around only to find out, great, now I got that to deal with, and this, and this. No, his peace is perfect. It's perfect. Why? Because he made me for himself. That's exactly the point. Our problem is that we're constantly, that's humanity, we're constantly re resorting to stuff in ways that we were only initially created and designed to go to God for. A lot of times, to be honest with you, the stuff isn't even sinful in and of itself. You ever thought about that? Like on the surface, there's nothing in the Bible you could take me to that would say that it's sinful. It's how I choose to attach myself to it. It's the way I choose to bring it into my life. It's the way in which I lean upon it and put weight upon it and start looking to it in ways that only make sense in this book that people look to God. It'd be like uh, you with a good friend at a social event who's married. And being that person's good friend, you see him having a good time, which is fine. But he's having a little bit too much of a good time, especially with a member of the opposite sex. To where 
the next shot you get, you pull them aside by the bar and you're like, yo, um, what's, what's up with you? Like, what's going on, man? We're having a good time. No, 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 no. It's like, I saw you with her. Like, well, what you mean? I was just, no, 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 no. I saw you. I saw y- y'all were having too much of a good time. Come on, man. So-and-so is not going to like this. And she knows I'm with you here. You can't be doing that. You know better. What do you mean? I don't mean any. No, you don't look at somebody like that except your own spouse. You don't hang all over and, and start getting all intimate with somebody except if it's your own spouse. You better cut that out. You'll tell them. It looks, what looks appropriate in one space can easily look inappropriate in another space. And sometimes the fact that you're interacting with whatever it is ain't the problem. It's how I'm starting to look to it like it's God. Like it's God. And what I need from somebody sometimes is cut that out. (laughs) I hate to spoil it to you. (laughs) Don't be messing around like that. You got God for that. You got him already in your life for that. What you already have is better. And when you know that what you got is better and you don't need any more, you can properly and healthily relate to other people, even people of the opposite sex. And Isaiah says here, God's the one who keeps us in perfect peace. You see, but that's what happens when we don't know what to do with the conflict. That's what happens when all sorts of stuff comes in our life. And maybe that's your season right now. And I know what it is. It looks like it's the last chapter in the book, but I'm here to tell you there's more chapters to be written. But you see, when we start looking at our life as though that's it, that's when we're in trouble. Remember what I told you about the movie, right? You hate those people who spoil it to you. Uh, when When we're at home and we watch Netflix, and I'm sitting there with the family every once in a while, if I don't like how a movie is going or I don't like how it's making me feel at the moment, what I'll do is I'll just take the remote and I'll just click anything anywhere on the screen. Why? So that bar can come up real quick and then it'll fade out. But I, I just want to see where that red line is. Is it all the way toward the right to where all you got is about two minutes left plus credits? Or is it somewhere over here way to the left to where I know we got far more scenes to this movie that can easily turn this thing around? And I think sometimes when we relate to our lives and a lot of what's going on in our life, we're treating our life and what's, what God is doing in it, like all we got is two minutes left with a couple of credits. Like God can't do anything else. Like that's it, what you got going on in your life. And insofar as you do, it's no surprise to me that we're going to identify far more with our worries and with our anxiety than we are with what God is prepared to give us and keep us in, which is his perfect peace. The reason why... The person who's seen it already in the same room is chill while everybody else is like all over the place is because he's seen already how this thing is going to unfold. Yes, he knows about this scene. Yes, he knows what this scene is supposed to do to you, but he's interpreting this scene in light of the greater story, the greater narrative. You see? It may be wrong of them to spoil it for you as it comes to that movie, but it's not wrong of God to spoil it for us as it concerns our life. I'm going to spoil it all day. Every time I get into this pulpit, I'm spoiling stuff for somebody, 
Why? Because your life is going to be all the more better. You may hate me at AMC if I do it there, but I hope you don't hate me when I do it here. Because the last thing you want to do is go on holding on to needless fears, unnecessary worry, life-sapping doubt as it relates to what God is up to in your life. When you know that this thing has got to come around for good. What did Paul say? All things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. All things. How much? All. And that all, that all is not the stuff that we don't need any Bible verse or any Christian or pastor telling us is working for good. I don't need to even be saved to know that. That all that Paul is talking about is, is the part that I'm confused about. That, that, the, the part that I can't see how God could turn this around after this. The part that's bringing me down. That part, that all. That all especially is what God is working for your life, for your good, for your good. And, Paul, and Isaiah says here, he wants to keep you in that perfect peace. Notice, God's the one keeping me in this perfect peace. When I don't allow God to keep me, I need to, 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 I need to either, it's either a device, it's a bottle, it's something be lit up, it's somebody I know better not to be with. It's always something less than. It's always something less than what God is capable. And it's never perfect, is it? There's just all sorts of mess and all sorts of drama and all sorts of pain and all sorts of additional stuff I got to be responsible for and carry along with it. But for some reason, when it's just God, it's peace. But I hate to break it to you because although it's, it's God who's keeping us, there's something you and I must do. Notice what he says in the text there. Whose mind is stayed on you. God keeps him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. Whose mind? My mind. The Christian's mind. As, as long as my mind is fixed upon God, focused upon God, I'm able to enjoy this perfect peace that he's prepared to keep me in. You see, that's the problem. The same things that I could think about that bring me down are the same things that I could be thinking about. The same mechanism, the same brain that I use to think on things that bring me down is the same one that I could use to bring me up. Paul says in Colossians 3, if then you've been raised with Christ, do what? Seek the things which are where? Above. Because that's what Christ is. Seated at the right hand of the Father. Set your affection, he says, on things above and not on the things that are on the earth. For you have died and your life is hid with Christ in God. That's where your mind needs to be, where your life is. But a lot of times our mind is where we've already died. He says, you've died. Why would your mind be where you're dead? Be where you're alive. Paul goes on in Philippians, Philippians 4.8. We can't get away from Philippians, can we? In Philippians, in Philippians 4.8, he says, finally, 
He says there in Philippians 4, 8, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, hold on one second there. What is that? That's God. What's true? God. What's honorable? God. What's just? God. What's pure? What's lovely? God. What's commendable? Is the, what has excellence? Move along. If there is anything worthy of praise, what's worthy of our praise? God. Think about these things. Whose mind is stayed on you. Think about these things. And then what's the promise? What's the promise? What's the promise? And the God of peace will be with you. As I think about what's true, think about what's just, think about what's holy, think about what's lovely, think about what's honorable, think about what's excellent, think about the things that are worthy of praise, guess what God promises? That my peace will be with you as you think about these things. It's amazing. He says, look, if your mind is set on these things, God's peace shows up in your life. It's amazing how much my life, my mental state, my emotional state is the result and the product of what I allow my mind to fixate upon. That's why I can't be in the news feed first thing in the morning. I don't deserve that. I'm not going to do that to my day to allow myself to just be filled with all sorts of drama and gossip and slander and anger and vitriol and all sorts of stuff going on in the world. Like, that's how we're supposed to start our day? No. I want to start my day with what's true, what's honorable, what's lovely, what's just, what's excellent. So that, you see, one of the reasons why we can't not only enjoy peace from God himself, but we can't even offer peace to others. I mean, look at the strife in our society. Look at what's going on. Look at the way in which people seek to just stay at a distance. It's because we're so filled with all sorts of stuff. We don't need to be. God says, before you could ever be a peacemaker, you got to be able to experience that peace yourself. See, peace is a byproduct. It's not the prime product. A lot of people want peace. I want to go to church for peace. I want to get back into the church for peace. I want to get... No, no, no. It's a, it's a byproduct. It's not a prime product. The prime product is God. As, as I am rightly in relationship to him, as I am enjoying him, delighting in him, guess what I end up experiencing? Peace. God's peace. My peace, God promises. As you commit yourself to that, I promise to give you this. As you set out to fix your mind, whose mind is stayed on you, focused on you, I promise to deliver peace, not like the world. Jesus said in John 16, my peace I leave with you. In the world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. You see, God's peace doesn't minimize your struggles. It doesn't minimize your pain. It doesn't discount some of the stuff that has been done to you or that you've got to pass through. But it does help you know how to process it all and how to make sure that that doesn't end up having the end-all, be-all to the story of your life. That's what God's peace does. But when we allow what we're passing through to be it, we go down, don't we? 
we go down. But that's not what Christmas is about. Christmas is about Jesus bringing peace with him. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the one who who came to bring peace. He says, I've given y'all a thousand plus years to try to obtain peace and find peace all sorts of ways, but they couldn't. Now Jesus came. If you're a Christian today, this is what we celebrate. This is the good news of the gospel, that God himself brought peace through what Jesus accomplished. Paul says in Romans 5 that we have found, we have obtained peace with God through the blood of his own son. When Jesus died, he achieved that peace that exists between us now and God. A lot of people think that the peace that they need to be running after is with a person or with a thing. And I'm here to tell you that the greatest peace that God brought to this earth and that he wants everyone knowing is the peace that we needed between us and God. If there's anything that you and I should have been concerned about is the fact that I'm not good with God. That God has every right to deal with my life and to deal with me. Nevertheless, because of his mercy, because of his grace, he sent forth his son, Jesus Christ, so that he might be born, so that he might live, so that he might be everything I wasn't, so that he might go forward, suffer in my place, die a death that not his sins deserved, but mine in order to achieve my peace on that cross. Because up till then, all there was between me and God was enmity, hostility. And the only thing that was able to bridge that chasm, that was able to bring peace between creator and creation, was Jesus Christ. He absorbed on the cross God's anger, God's wrath for me. He took upon himself my punishment for my sins once and for all so that I might know something of the peace of God between me and my Father. You want that peace? Do you know that peace? Because that peace can only come in and through Jesus Christ. It's not going to come through pursuing something or someone. It's going to come through Jesus Christ. Christ. That's the peace that we have today. Maybe you're here and you're thinking, man, I know I know it, but I feel like I've been theoretically in relationship to God, but practically I've been trying to obtain my peace through performance, maybe performance in career, maybe performance in school, maybe trying to outperform in relationships. And I felt like every single time I try to chase those lanes, It's always to no avail. And God says, I'm still here. I'm still here ready to offer you a peace that you can't obtain anywhere else. My peace, Jesus said, I leave with you. I leave with you. But you've got to come to Christ. God wants to offer this peace. God wants to give you this peace. Maybe you've never known anything of this peace, and this is the first time you're hearing something like this. And you're wondering if this news could be real, if it could be true, if it's worth it, if it can be had, if you're an exception, I'm here to tell you, all you got to do is come to Christ, look to Christ, trust in Christ, and Jesus will be your peace. If you look to him, if you accept him as the one who has done all that you're in need of, friend, you have this peace. You have this peace. I want to just close at this time by letting you know Don't look at your track record. 
some people in a time like this or in a situation like this start looking at themselves. And they start beginning to excuse themselves out of this offer that God is offering. And I'm, I want to encourage you right now, if you want to know anything of God's peace, you've got to first look away from yourself and begin looking to God. You've got to look away from yourself and begin looking to God. And God is capable of doing far more with that life of yours than anything that you or I could have ever done with it in our own hands. But this is that first step. You here today? You know where you're at and where you stand with Christ. God wants to just bid you out of his love, out of his grace, out of his kindness. With Christmas, there's a message of beginning of beginnings. That no matter where you've been, no matter how far you may have strayed, there's always an opportunity to reconcile with God, to come back to God. That's what you need more importantly than anything else. Let's stand today right now if we could. I want to just invite you. Let's take a few seconds and just connect with God in your way. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you, Father. Glory to you, God. Take a moment. Just take a moment right now. Just connect with your Father. If you're new to the faith and you're seeking, you're on that spiritual journey, I will just encourage you right now to just be honest with God. Just be real with Him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, we come before you. We draw near to you right now. We bless you. We bless you, Lord God. Father, we thank you for this peace that you have brought to this earth, this goodwill, this goodwill that you have offered to all people. God, we thank you for what this time of the year represents, that no matter how hopeless anyone's situation may appear to them, no matter how much they may feel like that's got to be the end of it, there can't be more. We want to we praise you that we always are afforded another opportunity with you. God, I pray right now that whatever stands between ourselves and you and the peace that you offer would no longer after today be able to succeed with anyone's life. Lord, may your peace trump all other lies, all other voices. May the voice, the only voice that anyone in this space is able to hear is the voice of the good shepherd, the chief shepherd. His name is Jesus. God, I pray that you woo us and draw us even closer to yourself. Lord, for some, their, their sins, their guilt, their shame is distancing them from your presence. It's causing them to feel disqualified, unable to ever get in on what you have to offer. And my prayer is that you would overcome that voice and that your peace would prevail today in this space in Jesus' name. Father, we pray that you would move upon one heart after another that nobody would leave this place the same, that lives would be connected to you, 
that our minds would no longer be on trivial pursuits and on things that are only bringing us down, tearing us down, but that we would begin thinking upon whatever is true and lovely and excellent and worthy of our praise because we want your peace because you said, and the God of peace will be with you. My prayer is that the God of peace be with Pathway, that the God of peace would be with every single dear soul in this space. Lord, keep us in this perfect peace. God, you promised deliver upon each and every life. I don't care what it is. It doesn't matter what the obstacle is. Nothing comes close to what you offer. Everything else, Lord God, is a cheat. It's a substitute, and it's a lousy substitute. And my prayer is that you be of utmost importance in each of our lives. God, we throw it away. We cast it away in Jesus' name. We set it aside. You're it. You're all we need. You're who we want, Lord God. You're our peace. Not it, not her, not him, not that. Only you, God. Only you, God. God, I'm praying. May we fight for one another as we're entering into this coming year. May we fight for one another's peace. May we not settle for less. May we experience and taste and see for ourselves that what we have with you is far better, far better than whatever it is that anybody can offer us in this world. Thank you, Jesus, that you still live. Thank you, Jesus, that you're still Lord, that you're still King, that you're still returning, and that you've promised what you said you promised and you will do. God bless this church. As we leave our spaces here, God, I pray, be with every single person. May your grace go with them. May your peace be with them, I pray. Thank you. Bless you. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you. Please meet and greet. If, if you need prayer, we're here to support you and be by your side. Nevertheless, don't be out of here too quick. Meet somebody and connect. God bless you.